for seven. Oh, double of seven. Ooh, this should have been. Yeah, it still can. Well, I mean, we can we can do it. Right. Welcome to No Instructions, number seven. I'm Bob. And I am Josh. And we just realized that this is episode 007. Very appropriate for the Aston Martin we have in there. That we're not going to do today. No. <laughs> yeah, we have the Aston Martin uh, Lego set for the Bond car. It's got all sorts of cool features on it. I'm surprised by how many cool little things it does. Yeah. has an ejection seat. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, guns that pop out, I think. Yeah. has like the, the flippy uh, license plate. Neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of cool stuff. Very cool. So we're going to do that one. And when we do that one, I think we should talk about Bond movies. I like it. I'm a big fan of Bond movies. I'm... Uh, I enjoy Bond movies. Ooh. They're okay. I wouldn't say I was a big fan. Ooh. All right. Well, you're fired. That's cool. <laughs> that, that's what it took. <laughs> that's what it, that was all. Uh, so how's your uh, helicopter going? I built a little more since last we spoke. I can tell. Uh, it has a tail rotor. It has a ramp, which is cool. It's got side fairings here for the wheels to retract into. It's coming along. I don't have very much. So after we hung up last time. Yeah, there's... Not very many pieces left. On I the had table. to give myself a stop, and I go. I think this is a podcast worth. Wow! So I gave myself. Hopefully, by the end of this conversation, this thing will be done. Wow! Hopefully. Okay. So do a well, lot of talking. Mine's not going to be done. No, but that's cool. But I don't have trouble setting mine aside. This is true. <laughs> so that's and right. as I do the post in the show notes for each one of these, it's like Josh is still doing the still helicopter. Doing the helicopter. Continuing the helicopter. There's only so many ways I can say. That the helicopter's not done. True. But that shall hopefully change this episode. Yeah, you're really close. Yeah. It's looking good. It's super cool. Sweet. Um, so we had some, just to jump right into it, mm-hmm. uh, I thought of a movie the other day. You've probably seen this, but I wasn't sure. So we talked about um, Top Gun. Oh, I'm still working on The Ghost, by the way. I'm in bag two of The Ghost. Still need to talk about Star Wars Rebels. Maybe we'll do that today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but you, you just wet my whistle. We're talking about Top Gun? No, no, no. We're not talking about oh. Top Gun, but that's a lead-in. Like, you like Top Gun. Did mm-hmm. you ever see Iron Eagle? I did. Okay. What did you think about Iron Eagle? I thought Iron Eagle was okay. But I remember even as a, as a young kid, the, um, what is that, the volcano and Dante's Peak? It's like... There is a movie, and it has the other movie that comes out like yeah. right with it. Right. I remember having that feeling as a young kid, going like, "Well, this really? is just Air Force version of Top Gun. Like they have an F-15 in it instead of an F-14. Like, okay. Hmm. Like it was entertaining. I watched it. Yeah. But I didn't feel. I think because I watched it second, and which is funny because when I watched that, I could literally like leave my house and walk. I mean, under the threat of violence, like walk to <laughs> theoretically a, an airfield where I could touch an F-15. So you would think that it would be more relevant, that movie uh, would. Hmm. But Interesting. If it were not so closely tied to the release or me having seen Top Gun right then and me thinking like, oh, well, you're just trying to be Top Gun. Hmm. So what's weird is I I didn't remember anything about that movie and, and I still don't remember much about the story. Until I saw something the other day about it. And then I remembered of it relative to Top Gun. I saw Top Gun maybe twice in my whole life. I've seen it maybe twice. Mm. And I liked it, mm-hmm. but I didn't 
like I don't remember a ton about it. I remember like little bits and pieces. I don't really remember the story. Um, but I do remember Iron Eagle a little bit more. And I think it's because the kid in it is a little bit, he's not a kid, but he's more of a kid than like a professional fighter pilot dude. And he has like a mentor, Louis Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because like, I, I don't remember the story of either one of them, but for some reason I feel like I liked Iron Eagle better at the time. And I don't know why that is. See, I don't really remember the plot of Iron Eagle. I don't remember either one of them. You want me to fill you in on Top Gun? Sure. Okay. <laughs> He got he got really bright there. I had I had Top Gun shoes when I was a kid. Oh wow! We went to Kmart and splurged on the Top Gun shoes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Top Gun, there's a a hotshot pilot mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be doing what he's doing anymore, uh, which was flying with this one one particular guy. Okay. Or no, no, that's not the case. He's a hotshot pilot. He's cocky, okay. and then there's a guy who's better than him who. The commander of, the, I think they were on the Enterprise, actually, was going to send to this special school for air-to-air combat called Top Gun. Mm, gotcha. And so he gets mad oh, at Maverick. This is going to spoil this for anybody that didn't see this movie. If you haven't you? seen Top Gun, you should just go. <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah. I'm just, All right. Sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, he's Maverick is like all the, the trope 80s little cliches. Like He's writing checks. His butt can't cash. And like... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're dangerous kind of stuff yeah so whatever through some events he and his his rio which is like his backseat navigator guy in the airplane that they were flying in who is uh anthony edwards who plays one oh, of the doctors yeah. on er mm-hmm. they get to go to this this school instead of the guy who was going to go because the guy got spooked and this is goose correct goose is his rio the guy in the back right yeah yeah, yeah. they're okay. they're a team gotcha so they find themselves in in the top gun school where Maverick meets up with all the other super cocky ace fighter pilot jockeys types. More than aviators. Yeah. Who are who are called brown shoes, by the way, in the Navy. Really? Yeah, because everybody else wears black like shoes or boots, but aviators always wore brown shoes, so it's a it's a tradition that they still do now. Why? I don't know. Because the Navy loves tradition. No, all, no, no. All about it. Well, I mean, like, why did they start wearing brown? No. Oh, okay. They were all leather because when you're in aviation, cool like, there, but well, not. I think it's they have to wear all leather boots when other people before may not have. Uh, but okay. I don't imagine gotcha. that boots back in the day were not all leather. Hmm. I don't know. But anyway, they go to the school. He tries to be the best. He pushes the envelope. Other guys try to be the best. They are pitting each other in this school against the instructors who are like in their air to air combat maneuvers. And they, he comes to find out that he's not the biggest fish in the sea. Mm. Well, then what happens? Like him and Val Kilmer, who is Iceman, Mm -hmm. who my son may or may not be like his nickname derived from that movie. (laughs) They get into a little like skirmish. Anyway, like they try to fly together and their cockiness ends up resulting in Goose dying. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So Iceman cuts him off because they don't want to concede. They get into this flat spin. He somehow flies up into the canopy as they eject because their plane's going down. Goose dies. Very sad. So then Maverick doesn't want to fly anymore. But then he goes back out into the aircraft carrier where he has to go confront these MiGs from the Russians because it's mm. the 80s and everybody hates the Russians. That's right. He ends up saving the day and like they carry him off his shoulder and like he and Iceman have a, a like bro hug at the end where they <laughs> all mutually like 
acknowledge. I was wrong. No, man, I was wrong. No, man, I was wrong. He goes, you, out of all these people. He goes, you're still dangerous. He goes, but you could be my wingman anytime. And then he goes, no, you can be mine. And then they hug it out. Yeah. And it's, there's lots of very questionable scenes in there that I got made fun of in the military for. Hmm. Because being in the army, I was aviation. And so when you're working around like infantrymen who were sleeping in the dirt and I come in looking all nice because I just slept in a hotel and <laughs> this one guy that we flew around all the time would laugh at us. He's like, so you guys are going to go grease each other up and go play volleyball later? Like, Is that what you do? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> and he would sing um, He would sing the Righteous Brothers because there was a scene in a bar where he's oh, trying to pick I up girls. Yeah. Yeah. So we would get made fun of like even though we weren't naval aviators, but. I don't know, Top Gun was super cool. Like, you could just be, like, a fighter pilot. I thought that was so cool. Hmm. I'm like, I want to do that. And then I, I grew up on an Air Force base, and my elementary school was, like, right beside the runway. <clears throat> so we would see all these cool, like, fighter jets taking off, and then, like, my teacher would have to pause because the <laughs> afterburners of these F-16s would just be so loud that she would just got to wait for the plane to take off. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was really neat. Hmm. And it informed a lot of who I like, who I wanted to become. So when I was in high school, we had a, an internship program. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was, it was like, all right, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of thing. Your senior year, and this teacher Maverick. would go out, yeah, and just like make <laughs> connections with people. And I'm like, I want to fly jets. Like I can think of no cooler thing in the world to want to do. So I got an internship at this this flight test squadron on base where I grew up. Mm. And it was cool about that place is they had one of everything. It wasn't like they had an F-15, which was like a fighter, or an F-16, which is a smaller one, or an A-10, which is this like big like pickup truck of a jet plane that's built around this massive Gatling gun thing. It's awesome. But they had everybody. And I'm like, this is what's up. People wearing flight suits, looking all Top Gun cool, living out Top Gun fantasies. And then I had a... So I was I was on cloud nine. Like this was no other thing in the world. That was on September tenth, two thousand one. Oh, yeah. So you had one day of it. Yeah. Ah. And then the next day, I was slotted to fly in an F sixteen simulator. Mm. And September eleventh hit, and then all base privileges for non uh, was it like non essential personnel were revoked. Hmm. That's rough. So yeah, so that went away. So I had to pick somewhere new, and I picked uh, the fire department, the local fire department, because it was kind of that thing. And my dad was a fireman. Like, like jets on the ground. Sorry. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like they had. It was another cool job that had helmets and did oh, semi-dangerous yeah, stuff. Totally dangerous, yeah. Yeah, and so my dad was a fireman, and I was kind of interested in what he did. And so then I was a volunteer fireman, like the entire senior year of high school, and got to hmm. run into burning buildings and help people and... So it was neat, but it was it was no, no Top Gun. Yeah, movie. right. And even when I was in the army, like you get a little bit of that cool cocky aviation kind of swagger, but it's still not <laughs> Top Gun. It's not a movie that's fake. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so interesting story about my granddad, who I've talked to a lot about. Um, do you know he was in the Navy? Uh, I heard such things. Your dad told me that he was in the Navy during Korea. Yes, and he was a dentist in the Navy. And he's told us all sorts of stories when he was alive. He told us all sorts of stories. We think most of them were true, but we don't really know. 
Um, but one time he was on, and I don't remember the name of the aircraft carrier, but he was on one of the aircraft carriers while he was out. And their medical bay or whatever was right at the front, or maybe it was the back, one end of the aircraft carrier right up against the hull. Hmm. And so the jets would land or planes would land right above him and that's when they would touch and one time excuse me one time some sort of a plane came in messed up and missed the runway was too low and came through the hull of the ship into their medical bay i just remember him telling me that story that's all i remember about it like i don't know if anybody got hurt i'm sure the pilot probably didn't make it but yeah pretty crazy like I was just trying to picture that. Like, yeah, you're just like working on somebody's teeth. Like, hey, you need, you really should brush more. Bam! Flossing <laughs> takes on a whole new just yeah. priority level when that happens. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. He was also in a plane crash. Ooh. Um, and this is this is the unknown, but this is crazy. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love my granddad. I don't know if all this is true, but it's a really cool story regardless. So. There's him and two or three other people. They're getting transferred or they're going somewhere for a weekend or something. I don't really know all the details, but they get on this plane and somebody else gets on the plane with them that they don't know. Uh, If I remember correctly, my dad may be able to hear this and update me. Had a briefcase with him, handcuffed to his arm. (laughs) The only way to wear a briefcase. That's right. Gets on the plane, plane takes off. Halfway through, plane crashes. Everybody in the plane dies except for my granddad. Whoa. He doesn't remember anything after taking off on the plane. And is held in a Navy hospital, like held in a Navy hospital for a very long time while he recuperated but was also being questioned. People showed up at my grandmother's house to question her about his interests abroad and all sorts of other crazy stuff wow and apparently this dude who got on the plane so he didn't remember anything for like 30 or 40 years and then all of a sudden stuff started coming back to him like here and there little bits of information and so that's why we don't know how much of it was you know actual Mm -hmm. or his brain was trying to fill in the gaps or whatever but basically, over time, he told us that he started remembering little bits of information about the guy who showed up and somehow found out later that this guy had um, was trying to steal some information from somebody and was trying to use this plane as a way to like, oh, I'm going to take a little business trip and go off here and defect and sell and whatever. Something happened on the plane, which nobody knows. And so everybody died. This guy died, but they found the stuff. So they thought my granddad was in on it. So they questioned him, questioned my grandmother separately, and like several times, and uh, he's pretty. He was pretty convinced that he was hypnotized. Whoa! While he was in the hospital, so that he forgot all this stuff, and that's why it took him so long to come back. I don't know how, why he thought that, but anyway, he told us this story several times, and like you know, he would be like, "Oh, I kind of remembered something the other day," and he wrote a lot of it down and. So we heard different parts of it from him remembering little pieces and like, oh yeah, I thought something else the other day about that story about the plane and pretty crazy stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. 
he had pretty interesting life anyway but i've always loved that story whether it's true or not i love it so like traumatic events like that i've had uh we don't call them or we didn't call them crashes we call them hard landings <laughs> wow because a crash like you may or may not be able to walk away from and then a hard landing is just enough to get somebody's like attention but you're you're okay hmm. it's more of a maintenance issue than anything okay but it's yeah it's traumatic like there's a lot going on and you can be as prepared as you want to but it's there's a, an awful lot happening in those moments and so in a very short amount of time I assume. yeah and so trying to fill in all those gaps I, I i can understand is extremely difficult to do because there is a lot to process and a lot of times you don't know what's happening especially if you're not a crew member right i mean to think that if you're in the back of like a jumbo jet and you didn't have a flight attendant or anything to tell you what's going on you just you're sitting there taking a nap usually people fall asleep pretty easily on hmm. planes and helicopters and stuff like that and truth be told we used to mess with people so we would make them think that they were dying so that they would have oh cool stories <laughs> wow you just kind of like <laughs> so you'd mess with like the g-forces you just like pull pitch really hard and you'd feel a couple g's and then you just kind of dump the collective or you just fall toward the earth and you'd watch all the stuff start floating and then we had these <laughs> test fire ranges and so we would like do that and it just like start shooting like guns just going crazy and just look at the look on people's faces oh like they're going to lose their mind. They're in absolutely no danger. Still, though, they don't know that. No. That would terrify But it gives me. them, well, <laughs> in hindsight, yeah. But like it gives them a super cool story that at they can the, tell. At the time, it was really funny. Yeah, well. That's funny. If someone was traumatized by the actions uh, of me and my peers, then I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, I guess, on that in that situation for a specific reason. Sorry about the stomping above us. We have kids bounce, that like bounce, to stomp. Bounce. We'll just wait for that to end. What's that? That would be Heads the. Up. There's smoke in the kitchen. The alarm may sound. The alarm is loud. <laughs> the alarm is loud. Oh, I really hope that's that got on nice. on recording. I think it did. Yeah. So apparently uh, something uh, is smoking in our kitchen right above us and children are jumping up and down like crazy. And the smoke is loud. And the smoke is loud. Um, thank, nice. thank you, Nest, for letting us know. Well, that completely took us off track. I don't know what that was. Um, let's see. So I had something else. Uh, I thought of another movie thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, alongside that, did you ever see Action Jackson? No. <laughs> I, Sounds familiar. I just so vaguely remember it. It's so I can't. I can't even talk about it. Like I remember nothing except that there was like some sort of a. You know how like when things parody eighty movies, eighties mm -hmm. movies, there and like the action movie, there's like, the action hero will go off into the desert and see like a desert eagle and be in, get the. There's something like that. <laughs> some stupid moment in Action Jackson, if I remember correctly, where he like had his transformation moment into a real go-getter hero type. Could be totally off base though. Uh, it's been a really long time. But I just, when I saw Iron Eagle, like the cover, I don't even remember where I saw this, but as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh yeah, and Action Jackson. <laughs> and, that's, and that's all I got. Um, but our friend Brent. Oh, are we doing this? I'd like to do some of them. You gonna, I've you got gonna, a big list. I have a big list also. Well, let's save half of them. We, I mean, save some of them. Okay. So I have, well, I got them. I got them. I'll, okay. We'll just use this list. 
So our friend Brent sent us lists separately of pros and cons. And I'm excited because they're really good. And I get to give these to you. Okay, but I have a... has Bob may have never seen it. Maybe. Oh, oh well, we can do that first. Okay. All right, go for it. Have you seen Caveman? Caveman. With Ringo Starr and Dennis Quaid no, and Shelley Long. I have not. Huzzah, I did I, it. I know of it, but I've never seen it. Because I was researching Clash of the Titans, and one of the images that came up in a Google search is, is one of the older guys in the movie who played the old guy with Shelley Long in Caveman. Oh, that's why you were like, I know who this guy is. Yeah. Mm. So Caveman okay. is one of my favorite movies. Really? Yes. Because they, really, pretty the only reason is it... <laughs> Other than the guys that show up randomly, like they don't speak English in this movie and there are no subtitles. They speak caveman. So it's just all inferred. Yeah. You get it through context. Hmm. Okay. That's kind of cool. It is. It's super silly, but it's like Lana, Luna, Lana, Lana, Zug, Zug. And it's like, you get what it. Do you think they made it all up? Like, or did they have to a script for that? I wonder if they had just like a rough outline that was like, like, here are the types of sounds you should make. Ool. Ooh, I took ooh. Ooh means food. Zug zug means sex. There's like rough outlines of what you're talking about. But it's it's super goofy. It's slapsticky. But I love that they didn't use subtitles and they don't speak English. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. When I watched, it was 10,000 BC. Did you see that movie? Mm. It was a more modern movie about cavemen and like. I remember it, but I, and I don't stuff. think I saw it. It was more of gritty and the yeah. cinematic quality was much higher. So I went into that going, this is going to be great. This is going to be just like Caveman. Because it was around the time of like the Passion of the Christ and Apocalypta, where mm-hmm. yep. those had subtitles, but they spoke in the native kind of right. tongue, tongue. But it didn't. They spoke in like the King's English, and it ruined the movie for me. Uh, yeah. They're like, we must go find all of the mammoths. That's when a filmmaker goes, you know what? Our audience, they're not really smart enough to figure this out. Or no, I'm not a good enough filmmaker to make a movie without, you know. That's a shame. So sweet, I got one. Well, okay, well, so what's it about? What's the story? Uh, so Ringo Starr plays. Is a it intentionally man. campy and funny, or is it like trying yeah. to be like a okay? Yeah. Okay. But Ringo Starr is like a lowly caveman who wants to ascend to. Um, what's the guy's name? Tonda. Tonda is like the leader of the tribe, and Ringo is obviously very meek. And wants to have all of those awesome benefits that he has as a tribe. And so he wants his, his girl. Hmm. And all along the way, he tries to impress her. And then there's this other girl that shows up and she kind of likes him. But he's like, no, I got to go get the caveman girl and prove my worth. And there's like these really goofy stop motion dinosaurs that are trying to attack them. Ooh. I think I have seen that. There's a, Does it like look like Land of the Lost? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. There is um, like an ice creature that captures Dennis Quaid and he like runs through with like ice legs. It's super silly. Wow. But the movie was great. I remember seeing it as a kid. I bought it on DVD. It was one of the only <laughs> wow. movies that I knew that just like owned it. And huh. I wanted to be in that writer's room and they're like, but people aren't going to know what we're going to say. And he goes, exactly. <laughs> and then they sold it and that's, it was silly. That's how we can get away with putting Ringo Starr in the movie. Yeah, really. Huh. Well, I may have to check that out. Is that something, is it worth watching now? It's funny. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I might give it a shot then. Um, I feel like I may have thought of another one too, but I don't know what it was. It was another, it was in the Cloak and Dagger 
range. Mm. I don't know. I'll think of it. Okay, let's do some pros and cons. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so these are from Brent. Thank you, Brent. Um, Brent is on the Twitch stream that we do every week. In case you're interested, you may not know about it. Twitch.tv slash I like to make stuff. We stream every Wednesday from the shop, and it's always something kind of different. Brent is always on there hanging out with us, and that's really cool. Um, all right, so you ready? I'm prepared. If, if you've not heard this before, this is a thing Josh started where we just say something, and he has to say, the other person has to say pro con. Yep. Whether it's good, bad, for, against, that's all the explanation there is. Okay, candy corn. Pro. Yeah, I would agree. Winter storm names. <laughs> con. <laughs> really? Con. Why? Because I'm from Florida and hurricanes get names. Why wouldn't a winter storm get a name? Because you didn't name it originally. Don't try to jump on a bandwagon. Winter storm is <laughs> just cold outside. <laughs> but, okay. That, that, no, it's not. That's not the same thing. Being cold outside in a winter storm, those are not the same thing. I'm from thing. Florida. I don't understand really what a winter storm is. You show me uh, like a Christmas story when he wakes up and the whole world outside is all white and snowy and icy. No, that's but, not but a winter that, storm. That is a magical moment. And then when it's, I don't know, there's okay. a tipping point, I think. So here in Kentucky, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we would get snow every once in a while. Even last year, we got a couple of different snows throughout the winter and they mm-hmm. were, you know, three, four inches. And we're like, oh, wow, that's a big snow doesn't stop anybody from going anywhere really or anything when i was in high school and this is relative to location obviously when i was in high school one time actually this is kind of a funny story i dyed my hair because i was in a rock band and so like i (laughs) what color did you dye? it was like reddish and i had longer hair at the time so i come home from school with red ish hair and my mom got really angry at me. My dad was home early for some reason, and she was like, go talk to your dad. So I went up and talked to him, and he got mad at me, and I was like, what's the big deal? It's it's funny, I remember saying this. What's the big deal? It's temporary, or what is it? I think it was temporary. Temporary. I said, it won't, it'll wash out in two weeks. He was like, that's good, because you're grounded for two weeks. Ooh. And I was like, oh man. So that day, that same day I got grounded for two weeks, that evening we got 16 inches of snow. That's a lot of snow. Like, I don't care where you live. inches is nuts. That's a lot of, yeah. that is a winter storm. In my mind, relative to where we live yeah. and what we normally get, that's a winter storm because it incapacitated everything for about a week, a week and a half. And so I went from like, oh man, I'm grounded to, I can't leave the house. <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> Nobody can leave the house. But I guess if you're grounded and you can't really leave the house. Yeah, it was no big deal. Yeah. Like I got away with, you know, whatever, anyway. Um, at the time, it was kind of ironic. I mean, I still got in trouble, but, you know, I couldn't leave anyway. So, uh, anyway, so I do think winter storms are like a thing. And growing up in Florida, I can see why, you know, you wouldn't have experience with that. But I'm not dispelling that it's a thing. I think it's a bandwagon effect. <laughs> and I'm against that. So you think Florida started naming hurricanes? Did not they, not did they the name- state. There's not a, like an official <laughs> office in the Capitol building. <laughs> Well, then why couldn't the same office that decided that also have decided that winter storms? It's not like the Winter Storm Association was like, hey, we should name them too because the hurricane guys did. I feel that's what happened, honestly. <laughs> you you think those are two separate groups of people? There's company that's like, man, we got to get in on that branding thing. Hmm. We're missing out, you guys. We don't sell enough snow shovels. Yeah. We got to name these things. Do they, they, do they, do they name, name do they storms them? in other countries or is that just a United States thing? I don't know. 
Because, I mean, like, the names are going to be different. It's not everywhere, but, you know, like, you wouldn't use a kind of English name in a lot of South America. And we have a lot of the same storms. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that I know they have, like, a number and, like, a classification and stuff. I just wonder if... Huh. I'm sure someone will let us know. All right. Uh, the next one is <laughs> Captain Crunch. Pro. All the flavors? I have... <laughs> so I took many speech classes, right? Because I, I just, I enjoy like, the idea. Like really tiny speech classes? No, <laughs> <Sorry>. like... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. In high school and in college and, and, and professionally. Yeah. In my first speech class, I had to give a persuasive speech. And I did a, a speech on why you should be eating Captain Crunch. Wow. I gave out samples to people to engage my audience. And so okay. we just pretty much got to have like a snack. Nice. Smart. Uh, the ones that I've had, I've had the OG Captain Crunch, the one with just the regular crunch berries, and then the peanut butter kind. Now, this is not... Uh, Captain Crunch is not without fault. Okay. Because it's like chewing up razor blades. Oh, yeah. I think that would be the con. Yeah, it, it does have a con. I like Captain Crunch, and I will eat Captain Crunch, but there is a certain saturation level where Captain Crunch meets its, like, perfection. So don't go diving into Captain Crunch, or you're just, like, chewing on stalactites. Like, yeah. it's meteors in your mouth. Yeah. I think that can be alleviated with the right amount of time spent in the milk before you dig in. Well, I don't like milk. And that's my problem with Captain Crunch. Is you don't I, like milk? I barely put... Like, if there was milk in, like, a mister, like, a pss, 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 like that's how much milk I put on cereal. Really? I don't like milk. I don't like milk on cereal. It's funny. Wow. See, so less about, than an ounce. What about, like, ice cream and stuff? I mean, do you... That's different. It, so I don't know That why. feels different to you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know it does to a lot of people. But just, like, watching someone drink a glass of milk, like, blah, that so seems so my gross. friend Jasper is the same way. She hates milk. And that's bizarre to me. I mean, I understand why somebody may not like really like it, or, but to like have an active mm -hmm. ugh, against yeah. it. It's gross. I have a bowl of cereal as a snack most nights at like 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I realized, and it, or, that or Jenny will make uh, chocolate chip cookies. And I have Man. milk with them. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But I realized that the thing I actually like about both of those snacks is cold milk. It's like I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, like, like wet paste. I don't look forward to milk. It's not like I get home and go, "Man, I wish I had a glass of milk right now." Mm -hmm. But when I, I don't know, that's something I like. Uh, cold glass of milk. Okay, back to Captain Crunch. I yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's good. I think you got to soak it just mm -hmm. a little bit to take the edge off of the uh, the razorness. That scene in Christmas Vacation where uh, Mr. Griswold is talking about like the semi permeable cereal varnish. Don't remember that. Okay. Well, I imagine that the Captain Crunch guys were like, just just dump it all in there. <laughs> just shellac the crap out of <laughs> each little Captain Colonel. That's funny. All right. Uh, what else we got? How long are we in? We're at 31 minutes. We got plenty of time. All right. Printed magazines. Pro or con? Mm. Ooh. We stumped him. Okay. As opposed to a digital version of the same magazine, pro. Because I don't like digital magazines. There's some that like that have the same format, like catalogs and things. Yeah, like, right. If you go to look for Black Friday stuff, like Target will have an interactive, flippable kind of magazine. Like, either write a post about a thing or put it in a magazine. Don't try to just put the magazine on the internet. I don't like that. 
Yeah. Right. I like magazines. I've got a stack of magazines that we haven't read in a while, but I can go back to them if I need to. Do you? Who cares uh, about that? We did. Okay. So we had Backpacker for a while. It was oh, yeah. all outdoors. I used to get that. Yeah. When we lived in Washington, we used it a lot. And when we lived in Europe, we used it a lot. And if there were places that we were going to go, I'm like, ooh, I have a Backpacker for that particular region. And so I would use them as reference material. Huh. Okay. But I also used their website because it was easier to search. But yeah. it was more of like a, a blog posty database rather than making the online thing look like a magazine. Hmm. So I like printed magazines. But I can also, I mean, I'm of the times. I realize that their usefulness is running short. Yeah. Hmm. The only printed magazine I get and have gotten in a very long time is Make. And honestly, I think that's the only reason I get that because I don't read them. I haven't read them. I don't know that I've ever read through an entire issue i have issue one i of have make i read through make but i i just don't make the time to sit down and flip through them i think the only well there's two reasons i get them still one is to support the company because i believe in what they're doing and it's one of those things that like you know they're not going to sell them if nobody buys them and so i i i just try to i don't know try to keep up with it i also have found now that we, our kids are of the age where they want to make things and they're interested in seeing possibility every time a new one of those comes in i don't actively give it to them and be like hey look through this and see what's cool stuff i just like set it on the table and i've noticed that at least two of them will walk by and be like what is that little that's like a glowing fairy robot on the front of the thing what is that and they'll flip through it and it may not read anything they may not ask to do any of the projects but like just by that they're getting exposed to something maker related some mm -hmm. of their technology or some other idea or creativity thing that they wouldn't have been otherwise yep uh, so that seems worthwhile to me wholeheartedly uh, agree but i don't i don't look at them i probably won't ever go to look at them that would not be where i would naturally think to research something one because you can't search it like you're saying but also just like you know everything's digital now i know that i in a few clicks i can find the thing that i'm interested in i'm not going to go look through I wouldn't look through an encyclopedia. I would go to Google, right? So it's the same, which is more efficient. Thing. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with your original point that it's somewhere to find a bunch of stuff you may not be looking for to introduce you to something if you're already looking through it. And I think sure. that's the thing yeah. is you have to be looking through it. You have to have a reason to do so. I think I'm also in kind, not a unique position, but in, in my position creating content uh, and trying to be a creative source of things. If I spend too much time looking at other maker-related content, it's really hard for me to think of something unique. Yeah. And usually when I do, it's it's originated somewhere in something I've seen. And if I can, if personally, if I can trace that back to like, oh, that time Becky Stern did that thing that was really awesome, you know, yeah. and I saw it on the site. I'm like, well, I don't want to rip off Becky. Becky's awesome. You right. know? Or like, I, I don't want to, it's too close or, you know, something like that. So I think that's, I've never really thought through that intentionally, but I think that's probably part of also why I don't flip through make too often because I don't want to be led down a path uh, that would end up making me copy something there without realizing it. So that's that. Uh, we'll see what else we got. <laughs> There's some irony here. Ooh. 
cats. Um, I'll explain the irony in a minute mm-hmm. to everybody else. <clears throat> speak freely, Josh. Speak freely. Con. Con. Yeah. Yeah. Con. I've had cats. Yeah. Um, it seems like a bad roommate type situation for the cat. <laughs> Where, like, I have to do the dishes, and I have to go grocery shopping, and I have to clean up, and the cat just gets to live and hang out. Fair enough. Like, we can't go play ball. I understand that people, like, take their cats for walks and such, and, like, I've never had that type of interaction or relationship with a feline, but... Yeah, it seems like a, a severely lopsided relationship with a cat. And it knows it, I think. On some level, it has that smugness. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I don't know about that part. So the the ironic thing is that we got three kittens yesterday. Yeah, you did. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, and I we have had two cats in our marriage. <clears throat> Actually, one of them before we got married. One of them when we were dating, we got. Um, and so that we've had two cats for a very long time. They lived forever, and I didn't really like them very much, and they were smelly and had vet bills and you know all the stuff i just didn't really like them very much and so i had kind of decided in my life that like that i'm not ever gonna have any more is it done it's done wow i'm sorry please continue no no, no. i just decided that i was never gonna have any more cats until, until yesterday. recently when i just caved because my kids are cute and my wife is cute and they just all wanted cats Anyway, they are the, we got three kittens that are all from the same litter, and they are super cute, and I'm going to deal with it, and I'm going to man up and let my family be happy, even if it's not something I would have gotten on my own. Cats. All right, show us the features. Anybody watching the video? I'm trying. You, you, get, to, you get to see the features of the helicopter. Something doesn't seem quite right. Uh-oh. I'm turning it. Busted. It's not doing anything. Busted already. Hmm. Oh, maybe I got to do both sides? Maybe both sides here. It's pretty funny because there's a grown man sitting here playing with a giant helicopter. Like, I can't get well, there we go. to spin yep, around. You gotta do both sides. Okay. So the landing gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. Neat. Kind of. Lots of and gears in there. Lots of things gears. actuating. So there's this and that. And then we want to turn the rotor system. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Okay, I gotta play with this some more. Okay, so he doesn't know how to work it. That's cool. That's cool. That's fine. All right, let's do let's do a couple more of these okay. real quick. Um, cool Ranch Doritos. Bro. Yeah, me too. Not good for you. No. That's for sure. But pretty tasty. Of all the Doritos, they're the only ones I'm interested in. Honestly. Yeah. Regular Doritos, meh. Kind of. It's like two fake cheese. You know. Don't break it. Break it. I, I think I made some of these too tight. Whose fault is that? Yeah. All right. So Cool Ranch Doritos Pro. Uh, one <laughs> percent milk. One percent milk. Yeah. Why is that even a thing? I don't. Fat, okay. I don't even know what content? that means. Okay. So there's whole milk, which is straight up hundred percent cow milk. But it's been pasteurized because we're in America. Right. 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 <clears throat> there's two percent, one percent which is also known as skim. And that is the amount of fat reduction, if I understand correctly, from the milk. So whole milk is whole fat. 2% is 
only 2% of the fat? I don't know how that works because that doesn't really make sense. 98% fat? No, because then 1% is less. It's almost like white water. It's kind of gross. That's what I understood skim milk to be was yeah. like super watered down. It milk. is. But it, yeah, I don't know how, I don't even know how that works. Maybe they do water down it. I don't know. That sounds all gross. Okay. I'm not a big fan of 1%. Uh, 2% minimum whole is a little bit better. We drink or we have whole milk, I think, at the house. Yeah. The blue or the red one. I don't know. I'm not good. Tiff just puts milk on a list and I go get it and I'm not sure if it's the right one. I try to remember the color palette of the last container in there, which I think is red. Red is whole, okay. usually, in the U.S. Uh, dark blue is 2%. Light blue is 1%. I'm impressed you know all this. I, I have a lot of kids and we drink a lot of milk. Mm. So, All right. Uh, zombie movies. Con. Yeah, same here. Why? Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. I feel like the lure of zombies has been inconsistent. Um, like, what makes a zombie? Why does a zombie... The zombie used to be like, oh, it's a dead person, and now there's a thing, and the person comes alive again, and apparently if you shoot it in the head, it dies. But then I always went like, what if it died from being shot in the head in the first place? And then well, Walking it, Dead came out, and everybody was all about it, and I tried to watch it, and I didn't like it. And it was like, you got to take its jaw off so it can't bite you. And then everybody could be a thing. It's, I, I don't know. It just never got me. It never got me either. I would say con big time. But I think my understanding is that, like, if they got shot in the head the first time, like, the body still has to be able to function. It's being run by something else. Okay. And so if the function is interrupted, like the head's cut off, the brain's exploded, whatever, any of that gross stuff, then whatever it is can't control the the husk of person. But does it need other people's brains to regenerate its own brain? That I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan, no. I, but I think that's why you can shoot something in the head and it stops working. Hmm. I don't know. All right, a couple more. Ready? Yep. The penny. Con. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> I would agree. There's no sense in having it at all. That was a pun. <laughs> well, there's no sense in there's not having scent. it. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I think it's... it's. Didn't Canada get rid of the penny? Their penny? I don't know. I feel like I heard that. Queen on it. I may be wrong. I know the euro still has a penny, and it, it's like it's a nothing. Like... I had to count them when I was there because I used to keep money for this certain thing. And it feels like a plastic kind of like game piece. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess the reason that it's still a thing is because then the, I'm sure somebody will know better than this, but it seems like that the minimum value amount raises, which I guess would kind of cause inflation. Well, people say that it costs more to produce a penny than pennies worth. Right. Again, I don't know the validity of that, but... Because it seems to me that if... All right, imagine you had something that cost a certain amount and you wanted to break it. You had a piece of land. Okay. You wanted to break that into 100 lots and sell those. And if your smallest object of, of separation... I can't think of the word. It starts with a D. Denomination. Mm-hmm is five cents then that drives up the individual cost of that thing being does that make sense 
if you want to break something into a hundred pieces and each one it costs yeah each one would cost five cents instead of one cent you're driving up the cost inflation i mean i guess that would level out over time but maybe that's the argument maybe it's not maybe i'm just full of it all right um cookie cakes hmm we got deacon a cookie cake for his birthday yeah and it just didn't taste very good. They're never as good as cookies no. or cakes. Exactly. I think that's what it is. It's it's a terrible hybrid because it's never as good as its original namesake. Maybe you should just call it something else. Flat chocolate pancake thing with way too much icing on it? The icing is pretty horrible. I, oh, you were at Deacon's birthday party. I took one of those like red Solo cups and just like I was scooping off gobs of this like couch staining blue and red and orange icing stuff and like putting it into the cup and it was a hefty like full solo cup full yeah. of just obnoxious overused icing and there was still tons left on the cookie cake thing and it's not like it's a really good taste that you want a whole lot of or a kid would want too much of it's gross the yeah i'm with you i i mean the cookie part it's okay it's it's not it's not as good as a cookie but it's better than you know, let's have a pita bread cake or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, sales tax on online purchases. Con. Okay. Now we got it working. I got it working. Okay. All right. Give us the feature set. All right. So it has a back ramp. Ooh, that's you cool. You can lower and raise. Yeah. It just takes a lot more than I thought it was going to. It has a. Boop. A rescue hook or a, a hoist on hoist. the other side. Hoist. Uh, which turns. There we go. Comes off just like that. Mm hmm. I got dragged through the trees on the end of one of those. Ooh, that sounds fun. They do it on purpose. That doesn't sound um, fun. And then this side, let's see, this goes like that. And this goes like that. And the wheels should, I don't know where to hold it right there there we go this is terribly interesting for people who are only listening yeah anyway wheels clickety, go up clickety. wheels go down rotor head spins the ramp goes up and down and the rescue hoist goes up and down pretty awesome it's pretty nice it's big and the doors slide yeah. cargo doors slide open nice so my seat in the helicopter was in between this pilot seat in the cockpit and that sliding cargo door like right there underneath that hoist there was an additional window okay and that's where we sat Hmm. And then to do the hoist, it was usually in the back, or sometimes some helicopters have it up here in the front, but you do all the stuff in the cabin. It's called a cabin. There's a big hole in the bottom so that you can hook stuff to it. Like we watched Mission, Imp Mission Impossible, mm -hmm. and the helicopter had just this big cable thing with a big hook hanging from it. Yeah. That's not there. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Tom Cruise jumped off of the thing and the thing. All right, one more. Yeah. Then we're done. Swimming in a pond. Uh... <laughs> I feel like, didn't we talk about this on the beach episode or we were talking about the beach? I don't know, specifically. Hmm. Uh, let's, let's qualify. Hmm. Pond being, there, I mean, because you could call different things a pond. Does a pond have a dock? Uh, not necessarily. I think my affinity. But think about size. Think about. Okay. Uh, imagine uh, half a football field. Okay. Minimum size pond. Anything below that, it's kind of a pond, but it's also kind mm -hmm. of gross stagnant water so by delineating pond from lake lake would be bigger you're, you're shrinking yeah. the size yeah. okay 
where in the country are we? Because <laughs> this is important to me. That's true. Because I assume, like I said before, all stagnant bodies of water have alligators in them. <laughs> they don't. Even though I was in New Jersey when I was at one, I'm like, man, that thing would be full of gators. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not a thing here. Yeah. Uh, if it had a dock, I think that's what it is. Because there's the really? skim around the edge, like all the scum nastiness that you, like the green stuff that looks like it's the surface, but it's just like floating on the top. If you get past that, hmm. I think I may, yeah. Hmm. If it has a dock, I got to get past the, the gross crust. Is that, but it's not a crust. I know what you're saying. The yeah. gelatinous goo that's the, the border. Kinda, yeah. The, <laughs> the goo border. On the outside. <laughs> if you get past that, I'd say, yeah. So when I think of a pond, I think of really small, smaller than what we're talking about, probably. But I think of really stagnant, really still. Mm hmm. And I wouldn't want to get in that just for the sake of nothing's moving. And that means that anything that's living there is like not really something I want to mess with or be mm -hmm. around or be in. Um, whereas like a lake, if it's big enough that that the wind can affect the surface of the water and you mm -hmm. get some like the, you know, the lake near us is like it, it moves. Yeah. And you can stand there and watch the lake move and that. Okay. That seems clean enough. It's not clean. Still full of fish poop. I get it. Yeah. But there's no gators in there. That's not, a big thing for me. Yet. <laughs> See, but I guess that's where scuba diving taught me. Like, just because you can't see through it, like, you assume that it's all just... Actually, I don't know what you assume. I assume it's either, like, full of sharp, stabby sticks or just gross, like, man-eating mud monsters or something that's under <laughs> there because it's just it's chocolate milk-looking and, and gross. Hmm. When I was in Georgia, the water there, until you get far offshore, is brown. It's called dark water or brown water diving. Yeah. And I went with a guy, because I'm a rescue scuba diver, to like learn this new style of diving. It's called dark water or brown water diving. So where you're you're literally like you can't see in front of you. That's gross. That doesn't mean that there's like stabby death trees underneath right. the water waiting for you to just to jump in and get impaled. It's just that water is murky. It's like yeah. brackish water where a lot of coastal areas where the ocean water and say like bay or river water is kind of spurring all together. And so I know that there's I mean, each place is different, but just because you can't see through it doesn't mean that there is some, like, chasm of death yeah, waiting right. under there or some sea monster that's lurking just below, below the surface. So it took that stigma away. Hmm. So, so I've done it. It's just there's an apprehension because and this may be the same fear that people have with just the open ocean is it just looks blue and you don't know what's down there and it's just this right. void. Yeah. I feel that more with a brown, soupy, like, pond or lake of water than I do the ocean. Huh. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I would have the opposite feeling, I guess, because I grew up away from the ocean where I could go jump in a lake where I see the water moving and stuff. I know that there's fish in there. I know there's snakes that will probably could bite me and stuff, but they won't. Like, I wouldn't have any concern about jumping in a lake in Kentucky or Tennessee or even if I don't know anything about it. It's a mm -hmm. lake. It's not a big deal. It's not dangerous. Jumping in a lake or a swamp or something in South Georgia and Florida and Alabama, oh, yeah, those, man, I don't want that. Yeah, There's junk everywhere that wants to kill me. I don't Water want moccasins that. moccasins and yeah. crocodiles, alligators, yeah. Whereas my wife grew up down there, hmm. and she's like, she has uh, like wakeboarded over top of alligators. They're in the water, and she just like, oh, bumped, bumped a gator with my board. <laughs> You're crazy. Don't be in that water ever. And a majority of those lakes down there have like the stubby pieces of like cypress trees. And I guess this is my hmm. my real worry is that 
it's not just like this nice shallow bowl or nice even you know concave area mm-hmm. in the ground like it used to be trees in a low point that someone is like either cut down or they just kind of went down and there's pieces of them sticking up underneath yeah. there yeah and so i think that worries me because i'm picturing like jumping off the dock or like a cool rope swing or something and then just like getting impaled well, but you would only do that in a place that had been kind of cleared for it right True, somebody had to put that rope swing up. You hope it's not like they, six people stacked up on up. the same <laughs> They put it up and didn't either. test it. Like, ah, we'll where, let the next guy figure it out. Go? And then they just ran away in fear and didn't take the rope swing down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not totally against ponds. Cause, because of like danger. I mean, they're kind of gross. I think that's what it is for me is it's icky more yeah. than anything. And I'm like, I got the crap on me. Yeah, because yeah. I had to, another helicopter story. I lost one of these covers when we were flying over this lake doing uh, like firefighting. We had the big bucket that has the water in it and I didn't strap down one of these covers and one of the covers flew out and it landed in this like cow pond like you see in like a big cow field and it's just like water in the middle. Well, this one was deep enough for us to get water out of and it just like it plopped in there. I'm like, ah, garbage. So that night we had to drive out these people's ranch. And I had to like wade in through Ugh. the crust goo on the outside and go swim out. And that to the one's fifty percent water, fifty percent cow slobber and pee. Yeah, and the ratio has has skewed in a very <laughs> disgusting way. But I remember I had to wade out and I got out and I just had like the swamp thing kind of just goo on me, and I'm yeah. like, this is nasty. And so I'm I'm thinking less of the terrible things are trying to eat me, and the things that getting impaled is still a danger to me. But like. I'm just, ew, this yeah. is icky. And I yeah. don't want to be in the icky stuff. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, we'll save the rest of them for next time. So um, <clears throat> my set looks like a big gray box. It's nice. It's very sturdy. It looks secure. It's got an interesting shape to it. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a structure. These are going to hold some side deals. I don't know what they're going to hold things. Uh, yeah, but that was bag number two. Um, we should probably wrap it up. We got to go get your car. We do. Um, where can people find you? On Instagram at the PI Workshop. The PI Workshop, and both of us on everything at I Like to Make Stuff. Uh, if you're on Twitter, feel free to shoot us some ideas. Uh, or, I mean, if you're on any of them, shoot us ideas. But if you're on Twitter, it's I Like to Make Stuff with one F because they have a character limit. So you can yell at Twitter about that one if you want to. But um, if you like the show. We would really appreciate it if you went and left a review on iTunes. Yeah. This show ended up in like number two in the hobbies category. Yeah, man. That's crazy. You guys are awesome. Feel free to continue to leave some awesome reviews and all that stuff. That was really cool. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Come check out the videos that we normally do. Twitch stream on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. All the same stuff. You know where to 11 find 11 a.m. Eastern time, Twitch stream. Yeah, twitch.tv <laughs> slash I like to make stuff. That's it for this week. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>